are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. To the pure, all things are pure, is the title of this devotion. Purity of heart is such a wonderful, wonderful grace to live in day and night. Oh, I long for it. And to me, at different seasons, it was like the peeling of an onion, my wife used to say to me. I would say, honey, I mean, I, I, I've laid that and I'm free from that and I enjoy this, these thoughts from the Lord. But then, 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 then this, this dares to crop up in my thinking. And, and she said, sweetie, it's like the peeling of an onion. The Lord will not fail to remove every layer that keeps his presence from manifesting in your heart. And I am so grateful for my dear Virginia that she always has had a word to help me. And you know, she could have taken advantage of those opportunities and said, yeah, you little smelly rascal. You're making my life really tough in those ways. No, she never took opportunity, the opposite. The opposite, she never used my failings against me, but always used it as an opportunity to show the faithfulness of Jesus. And I wanna encourage you, you, you wives and husbands help each other. And especially when your children open up about areas where they struggle, don't ever let them feel the disdaining of irritation, but always the comfort of the love of the Heavenly Father that gives faith when we have no faith, the hope when we have no hope, and gives a wonderful release from those distressing failings. But anyway, to have a pure heart is such a work of grace. It is such a gift of God. And Titus, you should read, especially chapter two and three, but the whole, it's a short little book that Paul wrote to Titus. It's one of the prison epistles, as they call it. I think he wrote it in his first imprisonment in Rome. But in Titus chapter one, verse 15, the scripture says here, to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified from every good work. I mean, that's pretty sharp language, I would say. But Jesus shows in, John, in Mark chapter 8, 13 different vices that come from our own heart and defile us. Jeremiah in chapter 17 shows that the heart left to its own devices is terribly deceitful and corrupt. But he who trusts in the Lord begins to bear the fruit of that relationship with God. He says there in Jeremiah 17. So the heart left to its own devices will, will never, never be able to be pure. You cannot 
muster up a perfectly pure heart by your own ability. It is a work of grace. And, and why I, the reason I emphasize this is because sometimes you can maybe be upset with yourself that your heart is so corrupt. But my heart is no better than the worst sinner, but it's been washed with the blood. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 22, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, a pure heart, a sincere heart that has true faith and a body that's been washed with the pure water of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that administers the, Holy, the, the blood of Jesus to your heart to purge it, cleanse it, rid it from the nature of deception of sin and evil lusts and evil lies and evil thoughts and evil feelings and everything that defiles it. It's that blood being administered by the Holy Spirit because it was sprinkled in heaven on the mercy seat. The Holy Spirit now, what is real in heaven, brings real into your heart. Okay, so what's invisible to us down here, right? is real in heaven and it becomes visible here in us. What's invisible becomes visible in us. The heavenly realm is invisible, but it becomes visible in us. There we go. And the Holy Spirit ministers that blood that was sprinkled on the mercy seat in heaven into your heart, into your heart, cleansing it, ridding it from every defiling, corrupting, every evil way so I intercede with you, meditate on Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, and chapter uh, uh, 9, verse 14, and chapter 10, verse 22. Chapter 10, verse 14 says that because of the one sacrifice of himself, he forever completely cleanses and perfects all those whom he has consecrated and made holy. Chapter 9, verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Jesus cleanse your heart from consciousness of sin so you may serve the living God? Oh, friends, I love it that, there, that we can all have a pure heart and that because your inward man is purer, it changes how you look at things. I've told this story in a devotion before, but there was this lady who looked out of her kitchen window and saw her neighbor hanging up dirty laundry and it so irritated her. Why would any person in their right mind hang out dirty laundry? And she said to her husband, I can't believe it. Why would she do such a thing? Who would ever do such a thing? And every time, every time, one morning her husband thought, okay, I've got to do something about this. So he got up early. His wife walked into the kitchen, looked out of the window and she said, my goodness, darling, look, she's finally washed her clothes. And she said, well, and the husband said, well, darling, actually, I washed our windows. And you see, sometimes, folks, we can be so convinced, absolutely convinced that something is what it is because we look at it from our own heart's condition. And I pray to you, let the Holy Spirit continuously cleanse your heart with the blood of Jesus so that you can see clearly what He wants you to see and what He wants to show you. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, 
I, the Son of Man, could do nothing of myself. But my Father loves me and shows me everything that He does Himself. And He will show me greater deeds than these so that you may marvel. You see, Jesus showed the purity of His heart by how He could see what God was showing Him. And God wants you to have a pure heart and He will not fail to work it in you by His Spirit and change your perceptions about people, about Him, and about people, about yourself, and about the circumstances of life. It's amazing how when your heart is pure, how you can have a positive mindset about things you see that maybe aren't always good. And yet you have this absolute grace to be able to see what the Lord is trying to show you. I'll give you two scriptures in closing. This is the Amplified, Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed, happy, enviably fortunate, and spiritually prosperous, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of His grace, regardless of the outer conditions, are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And then last but not least, Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 16. There it is. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moth or rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one or love the other, or else you will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon means lucre, money. Let's see what other word it gives you for it in my Bible. Riches, riches. So what's the Lord showing you? How does this apply to, to the pure in heart, what I'm saying? Jesus shows you whenever you set yourself apart unto Him, don't make a show out of it. Have a private prayer life with the Father. He looks for those and longs for those who will worship Him in spirit and truth, Jesus said in John 4. And when you do something, 
right? Don't let your whole life be caught up with the making of money to the degree that it so has you. Yes, we all have to do our jobs and we have to work hard and appreciate the income that we receive from that so we can honor God with it by giving Him the tithe, the first part of it, to bring it to your local local church. It belongs to your local church. It doesn't belong anywhere else. And the tithe is so of God. Jesus is the tithe. He embodies the tithe. He is the firstborn from the dead and gave himself perfectly to God. And therefore, because of him, we're all now blessed. That is the tithe. You give the first to God, and because of that, he has control of your finances and blesses you and helps you and prospers you and takes care of you. But here he says, don't allow your lives to be caught up with what people think of you or be caught up with the wealth you can make. But let your life be to the love of God, that you in your heart long to be in love with God and live to please Him and live to serve Him and live to do His will. And then your heart will be full of light and you will be able to see what He tries to show you. Do you see? And I pray today that the Holy Spirit so cleanses you continuously so that your heart is continuously kept pure, so that you have a true heart full of sincere faith to be able to see what your loving Heavenly Father has shown you. Amen. Have a good day.